0: Welcome back to Strawberry Corner. How are you doing, listeners? Right, it's been tough keeping this to myself, and I'm not making any comment at all, especially when there's been shade flying around. However, I have to, and I'm for certain who it is. I've screenshotted some of it, and that clearly shows who it is. It's Ollie
1: schools. <laughs> oi, oi. How are you doing, mate? Great to see your face. Hi, uh-huh, not too bad. Thanks, mate. Not too bad at all.
0: But I mean, we're in a safe place, yeah. I'm delighted that I'm on the phone here, recording this podcast. Look forward to it. Um, Right, mate, just before we get started, I'm just going to talk about the pins. I think everybody's sick to death of it, but I'm just going to mention it again. So, like, we've got some left. Go on the website. We are hfr.bigcartel.com. Grab your pins, grab a T-shirt, a mug, all the back issues of HDR, HFR, and PDF. I think, do you know what we should do, right? I think we should release the last three issues for free. Do you reckon for like a four week period, a month or something, and uh, people can can log on and, and grab them. Let's um, just, just do them all. See eh? them all. Put them all up for free. We'll do that, and uh, we'll we'll send out notification let people know where they where to grab them. Right, mate. Let's reflect back on the Newcastle Dortmund and game um, on Wednesday night. So, opening question here, Did Newcastle give them give the best of themselves? Do you think that we put one hundred percent in there, or did we did we not leave everything out there? What's your thoughts?
1: I think we did leave everything out there. To be honest, I think it wasn't our best performance, but it wasn't through the want to try, and it was the effort was there. It was just the application really. At times, was was a little bit off the boil, but you know, some passes going astray. The passing was was quite frustrating. To be honest, for the first half, especially. Um we just weren't finding feet, we weren't finding the men. We're hitting the first man from set pieces and stuff and it was it was frustrating. Um but it wasn't through they want to try and it was it was in and, and their game plan was they came here with a game plan like I say, and it was it was about nullifying our threats and I think the they won the battle in midfield really. Uh the passing was so slick which ours was, wasn't and it was I think that's what it came down to really.
0: Yeah, uh, I tend to agree, mate. I, I think Howe touched on it in his in his post match press conference, talked about the conditions and um and usually I'm, I'm dead against conditions being mentioned because it's the same for both teams, right? But I think just what you said there, the midfielders that were in receipt of the ball, kind of from our side, Joe Linton, especially in Longstaff, to a certain extent, you know, the kind of struggled there in the middle. They kept the hold of the ball for too long. The ball was getting zipped into them. The touches were off. Um, and these these games happen, right? Like they've been excellent all season. Let's um, key, keen to, to not criticise too much. But it, the, the the conditions lent to a quick game, and it just it suited um, Dortmund down to a tee, I, I thought. Um, Definitely. In terms of the Champions League as a whole, mate, kind of learning on the go. Um, you, know, you just mentioned the midfield was kind of outclassed against Dortmund. Um, I kind of felt like we were too eager to get back into the game as well, forcing the issue. Do you think that's been a problem? Obviously not against PSG, but but against Dortmund. Um, and can you see that perhaps being the same in the in the away leg? In the, leg. <laughs> the away game, trying to force the issue to, to get the win.
1: I don't know. I think I, I feel like we've learned a lot more from the Dortmund game than we did from PSG, um, and I think maybe we'll take what we've what we've learned from that. I mean, one of the things about Howe is that he always is he's constantly learning, isn't he? And, he, and he's con- constantly adapting, adapting. He's, um, he's he's coaching and things like that to, to sort of go along with that. So I I'm, I don't think that will be the case in Dortmund, but I also think it'll be a very different game anyway. Um, I think we'll we'll naturally have to set up differently, won't we? I think Isaac injury um, really sort of messed things up a little bit. I'm not saying it would have been a different game if he was playing, but I, um, a different result if he was playing. But I think really that sort of our game plan was out the window. Wilson and Isaac both really good, but very different types of forwards, aren't they? So I think the game plan sort of went out the window quite early on for us. Um, played into the hands a little bit, but at the same time it just meant that we had to play somewhere different as well. Now we're gonna know in the in the away in the away fixture um who's gonna be playing up front and spend the whole week working on that can't we? So I think it's gonna we're gonna learn from it. We'll take a lot from it. Um I don't think we will be quite as eager to, to get back into the game although I suppose that depends on how, how things go, and it? if, if it's an teach for for quite a while we're not gonna to need to get back in the game always so it's just I suppose it depends how it plays out.
0: Yeah, and I would as far to say a, a draw in Dortmund is probably a good result, isn't it, if we, if we get Milan back at, back at home. Right. Um, so just to go back there, obviously, Isak off in the, in the I think it was on the 15th minute, there, there or thereabouts. Um, disappointing, right, because him and, and Gordon were really gelling at the start of that game um, and looked to be causing Dortmund some issues. Uh, and yeah, like I said, Wilson comes on and brings a completely different game, doesn't he? And it's just uh, spoiled the rhythm a little bit. But I think in general it was a it was a good game, um, end to end. In the first ten to fifteen minutes, it was very much like a bit of bit of a basketball game, wasn't it? You attack, us attack, and then um, and I, then I kind of felt like Dortmund just took over and took control, showed their experience, um, and obviously Newcastle had a bit of pressure towards the end of the game. But uh, Dortmund are Dortmund are a good team. We could say that they were strong. They had the game plan, um, utilized it, and. and well the atmosphere, mate. Um which you know, you, you you look around some some news outlets and on social media and there's been a bit of a bit a bit of an outcry on this atmosphere, mate. So let's let's not dive into it too much, but do you want to give you just your two cents on it?
1: Uh, I I think I am the same as you, I don't really want to dwell on it too much. I think it's just it's one of those things that's sort of become the main character way, it doesn't need to be. It's just sometimes the atmosphere is good. Sometimes it's electric like it was against PSG. Sometimes it's it's not as good and there's lots of different factors that affect that. The opposition's fans, opposition generally, the time of the kick-off and um, the weather sometimes can affect it as well. You know, if you've been walking through the pissing rain for half an hour to get to the ground, it's, it's pretty grim, isn't it? People just are different for different games. I think you take responsibility for what you can do inside the ground and stop worrying about what other people can do, really. Just sing if you want to sing. Um if you didn't want to sing then didn't sing, but just crack on with your what you're doing. Um you know, there's there's lots of different factors that affect the um, the atmosphere. And it just is what it is. For me, it's not a big it's not a thing that needs to be sort of um gone over so many times. It's just it's one of those things.
0: Yeah, 10% I totally agree. Let's move on from that atmosphere. Um so there was there was chances there for Newcastle. Uh, Gordon had that one on one. Um, in the first half, I think he should have done a bit better. Or do you think it was kind of, you know, he was he was getting put down the left a bit,
1: and the, the angle was tight, right? I've not, know is. I've not seen the highlights. I've only seen I've only seen what happened on the pitch, and it was it was difficult to tell what how, how good the chances, well, how good all the yeah. chances are really. Um, like at the end of the day, I, I can't really, and that sounds really basic to say it, and I, I can't really fault, you know, if if they give everything, and they put the, you know, they do their best to give hundred percent. You're gonna miss chances. You know we're not we're not the best team in the world. We're playing at the the elite, the pinnacle of, of European football. Um, we're playing against the very best. Like sometimes you're gonna miss chances. Sometimes you got you'll put them in. You know, yeah. if, if we didn't take our chances against PSG, we'd have lost one. now. it's just I think a lot of the time I see on Twitter there's such an overreaction on both sides of the. You know, whether it's to do with atmosphere, whether it's to do with like performance, whether it's to do with Team selection and who should be playing and stuff like that, and I think all it boils down to is sometimes you'll win games, sometimes you'll lose games. It depends on like chances and how you perform and stuff like that. If you're given hundred percent, you know, a lot of like we can forgive a lot, and it's just you miss a chance, you miss a chance. It happens. I've missed plenty of myself.
0: Definitely, definitely, it's so. I mean, there's some big chances there, but like you say, on on another day. You know, three of those go in. Those the shots I hit the bar go in. Wilson's um, Wilson shot goes in. It's, it's yeah, it swings around about mate. And um, percentages, isn't it? We'll get those back during the season. Hopefully, it's a door window away. Yeah, you, you never know. Um, kind of looked like the the opening scene of uh, Saving Private Ryan, though, didn't it? Kind of Murphy going down with a dislocated shoulder and he's stuck going off. The the training ground um, looking a bit scarce at the minute, mate. We've got Barnes out for the season. It looks Murphy's going to miss a couple of months, isn't he? Uh, Botman's still not there. Maybe he's, you know, a couple of weeks off still. Isak, I think, Howe mentioned he might be out until after the next international break. Anderson, likewise. You've just mentioned before the pod there that Tenali might be might be available for 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 Wolves. I've not I've not seen that yet, but I think Howe mentioned in his press conference, which would be a bonus, given that we're pretty late now. Do you think? Obviously, the, the squad's looking really light now, um, especially in their forward positions. Do you think that it could lend to a change in tactics or do you think how we'll stick with what he does 4-3-3 and just fit players in?
1: I suppose it could be either, couldn't it? I, I would imagine you know, it depends on what we've got. He'll have a look at his options and he'll see what, what he can do from there. That's the thing, isn't it? We've, we've finally got a coach after, after quite a few years who can adapt and can change things and... Um, We'll just have to see, I suppose. It'll be it'll be determined by who we've got. I think the Tenali thing, um, I just saw before we got on that, that uh, something about the Italian authorities haven't sent confirmation through with the ban. So until that happens, um, I believe Tenali can play. So um, just you know, if the Italian authorities want to be a little bit more lax and maybe wait for a couple a few months or something, that'll be that'll be fine. Certainly, if wait till January um yeah it was it was It was difficult wasn't it it was it was um they're the, the probably the two main things that, like i said i think we learned a lot from it i think we played well um although we weren't at our best uh and it's it's the injuries that are really going to be the the, the the biggest takeaway from the game on the losing those two players uh i know murphy's not a, a, an automatic starter like that might be but um he plays a huge role and also it's about options isn't it it's about having something to come off the bench I think the bench is going to be um, you know nowhere near as good as it could be uh, for the for the next few months but I think at the end of the day like if we've qualified for the Champions League we're playing on all like three fronts at the minute aren't we in the Carabao Cup the league and the, the Champions League and we just simply haven't got the squad for it at the minute so um, we'll get there and I think injuries are going to happen it's just part of part of the process and part of the transition isn't it that we just haven't got the squad at the minute. Um, sometimes you get lucky with injuries, and, and you don't get many. We've we've unfortunately bore the brunt of some some quite long term ones or mid mid term ones. i we with Botman and, and uh, now Isaac and Anderson, and it just is what it is. You've just got to do do what you can. Um, get through to January, I think, and I, I would imagine at the start of the season, you know, the owners would have been thinking not not about. Uh, spending much money in January, it might have been just a bit of you know. was if if the right man comes along, we'll get them in. But now I think we do need to start thinking about maybe spending. I think we need to um, bulk the squad out really as much as anything. I think you know the, the likes of Calvin Phillips coming in on loan would be ideal. Um, we'll see what happens. But I I think the injuries are the main things that I took from the game. Really, you know, like I say, we're playing at the elite level of of European football. We're gonna lose games. Um, the fact that we've, I would have snapped your hands off for four points from three games, and when I, you know, when the draw came out, uh, so it's just a case of managing those those injuries now, and um, and, and that's what I'm taking from the game really is the injuries. That was the most disappointing thing. I
0: think the, the physios are going to be on double time Sundays, aren't they? I think oh. with the the amount of uh, bodies in there. Uh, like good to see on
1: short term dealer.
0: <laughs> Get. To... Good to see Willow back though. I think um, he had a couple of good touches. Obviously, a naturally fit lad. Like he didn't look like he had had much ring rust, you know, in terms of um, in in terms of cardio, anyways. Uh, But he's going to obviously take a little bit of time to bed back in. Um, Wouldn't necessarily think he would start against uh, Sheffield United again. Sheffield United against Wolves, sorry. Um, Probably come off the bench again and, and offer some support that way. But it's great to have a body back like Willock who had a great season last season. I think just from what you mentioned there, the next you know three to four games is going to be a real test for us, isn't it? Kind of the credentials of this the, the team that we've got, the starting eleven. Um, so you could look at it that way. This this is a good test. Look to, to see how we can um, cope with these these sort of setbacks and injuries. And from that perspective, it's 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 quite exciting, isn't it? Like what are we made of? Um, you know, last season we had quite a thin squad and we had a little end uh Little to no injuries. So, yeah, swings and roundabouts, it's we're, we're just getting the, the brunt of it in a minute. Um, just wanted to touch back on what you said a bit earlier, mate. The, the three Champions League games that we've had so far, very different games, weren't they? Uh, so, like, can you imagine the, the learning curve that the, the squad's on here? Um, Obviously, Milan spent the whole game on the back foot, more or less. Uh, you know, where the goods maybe is 10, 20 minutes spell in the second half, but on the back foot, defended well we've stood you know, a huge amount of attacks and shots on goal. PSG kind of just felt like it was a wave of emotion, wasn't it? In intensity and intensity and kind of the, the players and crowd were in unison and it, it lent to a performance as such. And then just, just Dortmund there on Wednesday, just a, a wily old veteran type of team, wasn't it? Where the, you know, Hummels in there and, and Rouse, they were just switched on and streetwise, weren't they? Physical, um, they were shit houses as well and kind of out... Shit housed us, you know. Um, wow. I noticed, I don't know if you noticed, kind of the obviously their tactic was to let Lascelles have the ball just stood off him. Um, and by all accounts, Lasselles played some pretty decent passes in, in the game. But once they played that pass, they were on, the, they, they had the spare man, they were able to counter and they were straight on to that guy that was receiving the ball. And you know, it worked ultimately for them. Um, I, I, um,
1: well, that's it, isn't it? It's you're playing against teams that are much. Uh, much more used to this, and much more tactically um, astute on there, and it's it's a very it was a very different game from Crystal Palace as well, wasn't it? The, um, just a case of getting used to it, uh, improving, learning from it, uh, and that's it. I mean, I, I cannot really. I know we lost the game, and I think, in the two injuries are the only negatives I can really take from the game. The performance was good. worked hard. played well. Like I said, the passing was a little bit of straight times and it was frustrating, but um we're just we're playing against the best teams in Europe and, and it's it can only be a good thing, can't it? It can only be, only be a good learning curve. You're absolutely spot on about like you know, given given the sales time on the ball. Um I suppose he's been brilliant for the last four games, but he's, he is our sort of weakest um weakest sort of area, isn't he really? Um, and that's what I'm talking about with getting bodies in and getting, getting, you know, improving the squad. The cells, I haven't got a problem with them being in there at all. But you know, that's an area where we do need to strengthen them, and and it might be that you know, the results might have been. I'm not blaming the cells at all for the result, but it might have been the results are different if if you've got much better quality on the bench and stuff like that. But I, like I say, I'm not I'm not dwelling on it much. I just think it's yeah. it is what it is. Concentration Good. went there. My dog's got the cockies in his mouth. Um, <laughs> he's a- He's after the shop. Oh, man, he's me, is Um But, yeah, so I don't want to dwell on it. I think there's so many positives to take from it. Um, and it's, it is what it is, yeah. Yeah, there's like...
0: It's it's not nitpicking. It's like you can see, can't you? Like, you know you can get caught up, can't you, when you're eight unbeaten, you're smashing PSG, you're all of a sudden, everyone's in form. And then you come up against a team like Dortmund and you're like, oh, actually... Kind of you can see where the quality just drops off a little bit and just kind of brings it down to earth a little bit, doesn't it? Um and no doubt, kind of obviously in the in the January and in, in the summer they'll, they'll look to strengthen that and, and build up the quality. But it's not it's not a bad thing. That that's always gonna happen anyways, you know. Right. Um that's uh that that's that's it, Matt. Um but we're still in it, we're still fighting as is, is how said, which I absolutely loved. Um in, 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 in this level, mistakes you know get taken advantage of. Obviously, Gordon loses the ball in in the centre circle. Um, and he had a great game, I thought, carrying the ball as well. Uh, lost the ball centre circle. They took it off us, and, and great finish, mate. They they sent the him the a great finish.
1: You can't stop that, really, can you? I mean, it very similar to our goal. You know, the um, Wilson goal against Crystal Palace, wasn't it? It was the won the ball, and within five seconds, it was in the back of the net. one it was just. They were so quick with everything they were doing, so efficient. Um, that's it. I mean, just to nitpick a little bit, I felt like that was a foul on Gordon. Um, not the not the second bit of contact that, that actually made him go down. Um, I thought that was just strength, wasn't it? But what the first time he was he was fouled, as far as I'm concerned. And it, you know, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Um, yeah. But I did feel like he was fouled. Like, but I, like you say, just so quick, so efficient. Move the ball around so well, and it was in the back of the net within five seconds. It's just unfortunate, but that's it. Isn't it? That's yeah. that's it, between top quality sides, isn't it? You, you don't get punished like that against the likes of I don't know Sheffield United, not Forest, um, Nottingham Forest. Sorry, yeah. it doesn't happen, does it? It's just uh, it's just against the top teams. So sometimes you get punished. It's what it is.
0: This is football, mate. This is what happens, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I think I think we're both I'm reluctant to call it a setback. It's definitely not a setback. It's it, it's everything I was just described there. Um, you know they played well, had chances, but on another another day it could have been different. Uh-huh. But we know Newcastle always come back and answer questions, um and I think that's what they'll be motivated to do. I think they'll come uh, flying out against Wolves. Um and hopefully that, that kind of lends to a, a, a good performance in the Westell uh West Stadium as well in Dortmund. Um Right, mate. Just just to move it on to Wolves. Um obviously Saturday Saturday evening kickoff. Um it's a hard one to predict the team this, right? Does the does the midfield select itself? Is it just the same
1: as? Do you know it's difficult, isn't it? I mean with the injuries not having Anderson, I think Anderson would have been naturally um he would have been perfect to come in and, and play, and maybe to give someone else a break. I Do you know if if Tanali is available, I would think about starting him. Um Freshen up things a little bit in midfield, change it about a bit, give someone else a little bit of a breather because we are going to have like three, four games in the next. You know, we've got Wolves, then we've got Manu in the cup, and then we'll have um, Arsenal away. eh sorry, Arsenal at home, and then we're we'll away to Dortmund. So that's like four games in the space of a week and a half, isn't it? Freshen things up, give someone a break. Um, Isaac injury obviously makes makes the front, uh, the front three a lot easier to pick. Obviously, I think we're going to stick with Miggy on the right, Gordon on the left. Although it's possible, you know, if Willick can come in and, and play him and Joe Linton doing that sort of um, swapping over on the left hand side and then moving Gordon across to the right. Although Gordon's made that left hand side his own now, really, um, it may be worth just having a having a little look at that and seeing. You know, these Gordon and um, sorry, the Joe Linton and Willick interchanges were massive for us last season. Played a massive role in us doing so well. Maybe we're thinking about that. I don't know. Um, but I think it's probably likely it's going to be Gordon on the left, Miggy on the right going up front and then I would maybe go for Tonali, Bruno Longstaff in midfield it hasn't worked it, like perfectly in the past but um, I think you know they're learning they're playing together more often and stuff and it's at the end of the day it's Wolves as well isn't it it's not, not we're not talking about the Dortmund game again no, no disrespect at all to the Wolves they're a good side um, but we can try these things see what happens um, play this use the squad Really is is I think what we need to do use as much of the squad as we can. Um, you could also even maybe think about bringing um, Leverman to in midfield as well. I don't know. Just trying to think of some options that we've got because we are are running out of bodies, aren't we at the minute?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it, it's an interesting, wasn't it? Like we had obviously Gordon played through the middle for England as well, so we know he can. But you know, it's going to be quite a heavy load on Wilson, isn't it? And you made a great point on the last podcast about Wilson's injury record. It, it is a bit of a myth isn't it um, and i think it's more as newcastle time where he's, he's maybe missed some games due to due to the leadership of the team but um yeah so gordon's an option there you know you could even use jewelinton potentially get a push uh, you know these these not big issues i would say but uh, you know we're going to have to swap and change i think uh, with the the quick su- succession of games um yeah it'll be interesting i think that that uh, I'd like to see that Willick Joelin in a change again, so that would be good if that if that's um is kind of brought back into the into the thing again. Um, obviously I think Willick will need a few games to get up a scratch. Oh, um you. but yeah, I think I think it'd be good to get back to business. I think this this game against Wolves could be could be the one to do it. Um, some players with points to prove. I know mention mentioned Joelin and, and Longstaff there and against Dortmund, they will be keen to get out there again. Um. Almiron, you know, it's, I think he needs to get back on the goal trail. You know, obviously scored against PSG. I think he needs to put put a few a uh, few goals away and get get a, get a run going. And I, I also think Wilson, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't his, his best against Dortmund. Tough team to come in, up against. You know, the center horse were huge and just were able to, to um outpower them, you know, the, the two of them. Um, so, he'll be... Uh, oh, the team was huge, wasn't yeah, it? 100%, mate. I, I think Wilson will be keen to bang a goal against uh, Wilson and get back on track as well, mate. Um, what about a prediction for Wolves? What what you what you think? It's hard, right, like to give a prediction for this one because we don't know what team's gonna turn out. But
1: I think I know you're gonna see a win. But what sort of scoring are you, are you thinking? I'm thinking a one nil. Um, it'll be a tight game. Wolves are a good side, like I say. I know that that they're struggling a little bit off the field and stuff, but they are a good side. they have got a lot of really good players. I think um, you know Chan <laughs> um is gonna be a big player for them. Um, it's. I think the Dortmund game different to the PSG game. You know, Every, the, everyone that was exciting, that was into it, like it was a, a, a like a brilliant game, great atmosphere and stuff. Um, it didn't necessarily take a massive amount out of the players. Uh, if you looked at the players at the end of the Dortmund game, you know, Gordon looked absolutely shattered. Um, I think this Dortmund game's taken a massive amount out of the players, and that's one of the reasons why I'm talking about rotating the squad a little bit as much as we can, and maybe thinking about starting Tanali, but. Um, I think it's going to be a really tight game. We are knackered. We have had a, a massive workout midweek. Um, so I think that's going to make a big difference. Um, so I think it's going to be a tight game. I'm going to go for 1-0, 1-1, potentially. Um, I always go for 1-1, Newcastle, on my Super 6. So if that happens, I'll have five points. I just I kind of predict them winning because it never happens. Uh, when I'm <laughs> all. Um draw. So I think 1-1, 1-0. Um, I think it's going to be a tight game. Hopefully,
0: not. yeah, Hopefully not. yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully to an eight nil. But I, I tend to agree. Man. I think it'll be very tight. I think, um, <laughs> I think it'll be two one. Newcastle. I'm going to go. Um, fancy you know the energetic lads that do it for. Me. I think Almiron will have a good game. I think he'll get a get a goal. and I, and I back Joe Linton to to show some form again, mate. I think he'll force it. Um, I think you'll see you'll see him come back in a big way. Uh, but but yeah, it'll be good to get back to some normality, mate. It's a Premier League game, you know, back to the familiar surroundings and, and get some more three points, mate. Because when you look at the table at the minute, mate, and I, I don't tend to look at the table kind of pre-Christmas. It's a bit daft, isn't it? Nine games in, but very much as you thought it would be. You know, when your castle's surrounded by Brighton and Villa, um. And then you've got the normal teams up the top there. You've got, obviously, City, Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool. Um, can you see Can you see like this top seven, top eight breaking away um, this season and being a, a bigger gap? I know we're touching on the last pod, but I've kind of looked at the table there and I, it kind of looks like it's pulling away already, to be honest, mate. Um you know, Villa are in a good, rich, Vienna form. They they won midweek there again. They don't seem to have any sort of hangover like uh, like Newcastle haven't shown. Um, Brighton a great two 0 win against Ajax, which is a phenomenal result, right? It's like mm-hmm. what a what a result for Brighton. Um, yeah, mate. All three teams to come back and win.
1: Um, I I haven't had a look at the fixtures, so I don't actually know who Brighton are playing. But um, <laughs> who we got? Any ideas?
0: Uh, two seconds. We've got. <laughs> Sorry, so it's Sunday, obviously. We've got Villa. It's home to Luton. There you go. Three points made. <laughs> Brighton. It's home against Fulham. So that's two. Two really good fixtures for them too, isn't it?
1: Ah, it is. I mean, you couldn't ask for better, really, could you? Ah, um, I, I think maybe it's all three of us win. Maybe it's one two nil. We'll win one nil. Villa two nil. Brighton one or two nil as well. I, I, not too bad fixtures after for coming back after a, after a heavy week uh, midweek in Europe, but I think um like I said I didn't I didn't see the Brighton game last night um I was watching Big Brother instead, eh uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how how what I actually look like at the minute really to be honest I don't know a great deal about how well they're playing and how how sort of good they are now um.
0: Well, he has one for you, mate. The the second bottom of the table. They've just uh, sacked the manager, and they're in a bit of turmoil. To be honest, so it's it's more it's more the name, isn't it? It's like look look at us, Brighton. We're, we're kind of doing what Ajax done in the past, and uh, yeah, we've kind of replaced you in in that in that sense. Aye, um,
1: Great. but I uh, massive I'm really happy for Brighton, and and I think um I had a great result. I bet you that absolutely buzzing about it. Um. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't really matter what Ajax are now, does it? It's it's still Ajax and I think you know that, yeah. that scalp one day I built massive
0: for Brighton in it. Just, yeah. It's huge, myth. And the manager doing big things there. I think um but worth mentioning, I just watched uh, an interview that Joe Cole did with Deserby. I don't know if you've seen it. Um great interview, like he's kind of saying, you know, he speaks to players all the time, Joe Cole and he's saying players want to go and play there now just to go and play for you. Kind of when a manager makes a name for themselves like that, and I think how's a bit like that now as well. You know, Guardiola. You know, players want to go and play for the manager as opposed to the club don't they? because of uh, the tactics uh, they use and the the training regimes that you know you'll be um, up against. But but it was interesting. It was his point of view is kind of doesn't look at players' age. It's all about the quality. So if a player's got quality, no matter what age they are, um, and they've got the mentality, then he's he's you know he's, he's quite positive that he'll be able, that he's able to mould the team. Um, and get them playing some good football really interesting manager mate. Just, just a quick one do you think in a similar scenario to Potter Brighton's kind of trajectory do you think you can see him going to one of the bigger clubs like a like a Man United I don't know
1: he certainly got the profile now hasn't he I don't know what. It's, it's difficult because it? I think all the managers at the minute you've got like Arteta oh, pretty much got that job for, for a good long while yet and um, Ten Hag, I I suppose Manu's the more obvious one, isn't it? Um, but then they've got to get the next appointment right, haven't they? That just in an absolute mess. I mean, I can't, I'm not I'm a fan of Ten Hag at all, but uh, the, the longer he's there, the better, as far as I'm concerned. But I think there they, will come a point where they do get rid of him, and, and they've got to get the next one right because no, the now teams teams are starting to take those top four uh, places for themselves. Now Manu need to be in there, not think- Definitely, man. Made- a goal, bro. Long mid. Yeah, Madrid. Madrid could, you know, could be someone that Madrid
0: look at, maybe. Aye. Although Don Carlo is doing the job there, isn't he? With uh, with Jude by him side, by his side. Um. Right, mate. Let's let's leave that there today. Uh. Really enjoyed that one, mate. A uh, look back. Let's look. to like, get on after the uh, after the Wolves game and, and just have a little reflect on how that went. Yeah. Aye, definitely. Well right on Thanks
1: for listening, everyone. Appreciate it. Take it easy.